When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Running Things with Donovan Bailey. Hello out there and welcome back to another episode of Donovan Bailey's Running Things with me, your co-host, Simon Jane. What a week, eh, Donovan? Amazing week, man. Amazing week. This past week um, has been has been absolutely amazing. Uh, number one, I mean, and I always got to start off my podcast like this um, <laughs> on on Saturday. Is this going to be golfing? I thought I, <laughs> I thought that... Um, I thought that my days of golfing in Toronto was almost done. I call this. Right. I call this. And and, and it's it's, it's not done because it was 24. And for those of us in the the U.S., uh, that would be uh, 24, uh, 48, uh, almost 80. Almost 80. Yeah, it's hot. That's warm. So uh, that was the temperature on Saturday. And I had a great game with the fellas, Um, you know, so I am I am actually quite happy. And and it, it apparently... Uh, apparently, according to the the weather gods, which we know that they get they get paid to guess, they're very fickle. Yeah, apparently <laughs> there's going to be a few other nice days uh, in the next uh, two weeks. So let's keep our fingers crossed to make sure at least I get a couple of a couple of good days uh, before I need to hit, head to the Caribbean to uh, to go get to go get my golf fix. Yeah, that's a tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's got to be a real real stressful thing to be like looking forward to getting to the Caribbean and before that getting your golf games in. Yes, I mean the, I, my 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 responsibility at my age, Simon, is to be balanced. Yeah. So <laughs> so I think that um, the the less stressed I am, the better yeah. I am when I when I get in front of these mics or I get in front of a live audience. Uh, so yeah, it's it's so yeah, golf is important. It's just like just like my tea and fruits in the morning. This is uh, this is the life of a champion, folks. This is uh, these are the perks of being a champion. In case you're wondering, so <laughs> go be champions. Yes, get out there. That's the motivation. And uh, speaking of champions, let's. Let's talk about our newly, uh, or sorry, didn't say newly crowned. He held on, held on to the belt. Not, not, not hold on here. Okay, for for those of you uh, <laughs> sports fans out there, this past weekend there's a fight. There's a very big, large British guy, Tyson Fury, was fighting another very big, large American guy, very muscular. Guy. They're both gigantic humans. Tyson versus Deontay Wilder. Uh, this was spectacular this was like by far in recent memories one of the greatest heavyweight boxing showdown i have ever seen and i gotta tell you i was so jealous because one uh my friend lennox lewis was uh calling the fight uh another good friend of mine russell peters was at ringside and and he sent me the photo which killed me and I had a ton of friends that were there. So I didn't have an opportunity to go to the fight. But, I mean, man, I, like I, I didn't know what to bet. I didn't know what to do before the fight started. So I'm going to tell you all what I thought was going to happen. 
Tyson Fury is by far the better boxer. Uh, he is also more experienced. He's been in more wars, and he's more skilled. Deontay Wilder is it's a one punch knockout, you know, and and that's and that's really you know why we're all watching because uh, we thought that uh, or I thought that if the fight went on in in uh, went on in longer rounds, then it, it simply means that Tyson Fury would be the 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 come out the victor. Anyone that's that hasn't seen it, please go watch it. I don't want to mess it up for you. Both guys got knocked down, which is incredible. Both guys got up. And Tyson Fury kept fighting because, again, preparation and technique, uh, obviously, and relaxation always wins fight. And, and, it, and it also shows uh, Tyson is with a trainer called Sugar Hill. And, and for those of you uh, who know Emmanuel Stewart, uh, Emmanuel Stewart passed away, but Emmanuel Stewart was one of the greatest coach slash trainers of boxers in the history of the world. He, Emmanuel coached Lennox, coached a, a ton of the greatest boxers ever. So the coach of Tyson Fury is uh, Sugar Hill Stewart, which is, I believe, the nephew of Emmanuel Stewart. You can see it uh, when you watch the fight that Tyson Fury had prepared for everything that came at him. I don't know if getting knocked down twice <laughs> was something <laughs> that he expected, but my God, I, I mean, I watched the fight and I'm saying that it is one of the most incredible things. And, and like my, my Saturday evening, you know, especially after golf was fantastic. I mean, he had a great golf game and, and then, you know, watched a great fight and watched an amazing fight. This fight is, it, it was epic. I mean, you know, that's, you know, you, here's the thing last time, sorry. I think that I was asked who was going to win the fight. I thought that Tyson Fury was going to win the fight based solely on skills. But for some reason, I wanted Deontay to win. And I'll tell you why. Because it would turn the heavyweight division, division straight on his head, upside down, and it would be incredible. But I, again, I'm looking forward to, to, to uh, hopefully um, Tyson Fury fighting uh, Alexander Usyk, who is... A Just better, a better boxer than he is. But, but the thing is, Tyson Fury is six foot nine and three hundred pounds, and moves like he's five foot eight and one hundred and fifty pounds. So yeah, it's it's incredible. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because um, I did watch the fight because you know I knew you'd be disappointed in me if I didn't. You're damn right, I would be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I did you gotta watch come the on fight. Board, man. Yeah. And you know, I gotta say, and um, and again, I'm sure you can offer a bit a bit of perspective on this. So. I obviously, as a as a child, I got to I got to witness some of the greatest. So mm -hmm. I got to witness, you know, Lennox. I got to witness witness uh, Mike Tyson. Right. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard. Even I did. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed, and again, this is from an uh, uh, an amateur perspective. Right. Oh, mine's amateur too, by the way. Well, I'm an amateur as in I haven't watched a ton of fights, you right. know. I, okay. Oh, sorry. So yes. I, I, I I have watched. I'm a pro fight watcher. I found the I found the level of contact. A bit, a bit innocuous. Like, so for me, watching some of the knockdowns, you wouldn't think they were knockdowns based on where the shots landed and sort of like the speed in which they came because they're so large, it probably looks a lot slower as well. But right. um, I guess the, the force would be as equal to, if not more so than say Mike Tyson in his prime. Because to me, there was a couple of shots that just kind of looked like they were kind of just going to move him over a little bit or, you know, they took one off sort of like the the back of the neck or the shoulder and, and it, it puts them down. Well, listen, if you, if, if your brain is getting rattled, sure. You're going to go down, I guess. Right? I mean, yeah. if, well, if, if your brain is made moved around in your skull, <laughs> you're going to land. Right. And, and, and so when you look at, 
you ha- when you look at the fight, you have to respect like Deontay Wilder's power. Because I was at, waiting for the finish there. Right, because at 230 plus pounds, he was putting down a guy 300 pounds. He was, I mean, I mean, as, as crazy as it, as it is, Tyson goes down and then he bounced back up. To me, like it, it's surreal and it's crazy to actually watch it. I can't imagine. The, re, the rewatching of the. I, I, yeah, but I can't imagine being in the ring where, being in the, in the ring where you have someone who is a big monster. I mean, um, you know, uh, Deontay Wilder is not a small man. No, he's not. But you have to respect the power. And yeah, the incredible thing about um, boxing, there are divisions that it's all about speed and the amount of punches that you land. So, I mean, I'm talking about the volume of punches. De La Hoya, Pacquiao. Uh, well, Mayweather, all of that. Yeah. You know, you know Garcia now. I mean, there's a lot of guys. They're there. landing yeah. hundreds of punches. Absolutely. Before you land two, yeah. right? In the heavyweight, I mean, which is kind of how Deontay got here. In heavyweight, it's one punch. It's one punch connecting, connecting. I was going to say what part of the body, but connecting. Yeah, anywhere, right. I guess, right? You know, so, so, yeah, so, so, so to your point, boxing uh, the, in the heavyweight division is, is not necessarily about volume, uh, but the fact that you can land it. I right. Mean, and, and, and it shows, and that's why when the heavyweight division is on top, like there's no other sport. Uh, there's no other individual sport that can fill a Vegas arena than, than boxing. Right. And, you know, and of course, because, you know, where we are in society now and the, the, um, the way that everything has to be of an image or to fit an aesthetic that we as people have made for the human body. Uh, I noticed that a lot of conversations online were centered around sort of, and I, and I say this sparingly, I don't say this as it's my opinion, right. but I say it as an un- like an unflattering body type for mm-hmm. Tyson Fury. And I right. noticed that a lot of sort of conversations became whether you like it or not, right. this is what male, a, a superior male athletic form now looks like. And I thought that was an interesting conversation uh, because, you know, generally these types of conversations, you know, are, are saved for like models, actors, you know, it's, it's or, <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's not, right. it's not very often that, um, a conversation about how we how we view body types happens with an athlete. Are you saying that that based upon what you saw, the um, Tyson Fury w- was not the body beauty? I, I would say that, yeah, because I'm used to boxers being like just shredded, right? right. Like you know, like, like Deontay, like Deontay. Yeah, right. he looked he looked mean and lean, right? right? And then you've got Fury stepping in there, and now obviously six nine is a different frame, but right, uh, three hundred pounds. You know, he looks like he eats a decent amount of Krispy Kremes. Well, it looks looks like he does that, but also looks like he does the right amount of of, of, of cardio and he he does the right amount of push ups because clearly he was as the victor, he was the one that Well was he more, went the distance, yeah. Well he was more active. Yep. He was more accurate and clearly he was regardless of what he looks like, he was in way better shape. We know that. Right. Right? And we know that experience-wise is also way like he's way more experienced being in wars with people that are better than Deontay. So and, and if you were and, and so if you're standing on the side looking in, you certainly will see that Deontay looked like from his last fight till now that he went to the gym. He went. He looked like he, he went. Got did, he, he got went, way more. He got way more cut. Yeah. He went and did a lot of push-ups and sit-ups and chin-ups. He looked like he worked a lot on shoulders and chest. And sometimes when you're doing that alone, that slows you down. Really? And I'm saying I'm saying that from mm. me being a you know from me being a retired sprinter. Yes. Right. You know, so when you're preparing yourself for competition, 
you have to understand one what your body type is to work on those specific muscles sure. that's going to get you a uh, bigger stronger faster and i'm saying to you just based upon what you saw uh if you're just if you if 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 you're a novice fan and you'd never seen one fight in the history of the world and you saw both of those guys walk into the ring and you saw both of those guys take their shirts off you'd have been like oh my god this is going to be a killing uh, like this this is absolutely going to be a knockout in three punches yeah like it, it, like it, you know well and, that, and, i think and, that's the conversation right? right is that you have what is considered the the aesthetic beauty of mm-hmm. being a, a physically fit person mirrored by the unesthetic beauty of, you know, carrying some body, some body right. fat, carrying, you know, not having a completely jacked torso, like right. his body a little hanging on the shorts there. And, and it, again, it's interesting to, to me to see this conversation sort of coming out because we don't normally have these conversations about men's body types, well, especially I mean, in sport. Well, we're in a place right now where there's a ton of, there's a ton of opinions. Sure, and, that's and, true. And, and 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 as you said, this was online. This was yeah, not, this was true. not. This was definitely not by. by oh yeah, the announcers aren't having this the, conversation. The, 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 no, <laughs> but, they, but they might. They might. They yeah. might. But it, it does, because they've seen Tyson before, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But yeah, people are always going to have that conversation based upon what it is that they see. Right. But I'm saying to you that if ever there was some conversation about anyone being body shamed, go and watch the fight, people. Every single kid uh, that, you know, might think that he shouldn't take his shirt off or that he shouldn't uh, go and try out for a a, a team or he shouldn't play sports or he shouldn't be in a combat sports, just watch the fight. Just watch the fight. that's your motivation to hit the gym tomorrow and you too can be a champion as Tyson Fury just did on Saturday. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So I know you're lamenting this, but you knew I was going to bring it up because you're a diehard Raiders guy. You talk ah. about the Raiders all the time and, uh, and I love it because it's great to see you uh, loving a team. And, and I, I'm a proponent of loving a team and sticking with them through the thick and the thin, uh, um, you know, and being a fan of Toronto sports, that happens quite a bit, especially the thin. Uh, <laughs> but here we are, your Raiders started off the season three and oh. 3-0. 3-0. Things were looking good. Things were rolling. The machine was oiled. Dropped a game. Uh, you know, alarm bells weren't going off. Um, and then uh, and then uh, an implosion happened from the inside. And for those who are keeping uh, abreast of current events in sports, what I'm referring to is the now ex-coach 
of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, John Gruden, who has for many years uh, been a polarizing figure in the NFL for a number of reasons, mostly his personality. He's kind of a fiery guy. Uh, he has won a Super Bowl, had won a Super Bowl, I should say. Um, and um, yeah, as was, as what is happening across the world in different sports and different uh, industries, emails came to light uh, from him, sent to another uh, coach in the NFL that were less than positive, um, displaying language that we no longer accept in society. And, uh, and he has since lost his job, but there's, you know, a lot more going on here. Or he resigned. Right? I guess it's the same thing. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I don't I'm, even. I'm quitting. You're, you're fired. One of those things. Right? So, you know, I mean, <clears throat> let's start with how you feel about it in general. Oh man. How, how do I feel about this? So, so one, uh, for those of you who, who don't know, I mean, the Raiders considered, um, considered me as a draft choice, uh, back in the day. So I don't consider myself a Raider fan. I consider myself a Raider. So that... Family. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my support for the team has never waned and it's never going to change. Uh, you know, from, from what I see and from what I'm hearing, from what I'm watching, from what I'm reading, uh, John Gruden, well, I mean, you know, I, I was happy when he... And obviously, I, I, I know him like every other fan in the world knows him, which is either as a commentator or, uh, you know, on the sidelines as a coach. I mean, and I liked, we'll just say liked his, his fiery ways. Sure. In a coach, I actually think it's not a bad personality. Trait. It's a great personality yeah. to have as a coach. Uh, but I think that, um, and it's a big but, and, and I guess they say, the proverbial, they say, if you see a hundred things and you have a but, then um, all that you said before doesn't really matter. Doesn't just, really matter. just deleted it. Yeah. So I'm going to give a big but. Okay. But I, I can't. I mean, I, told, I, I agree with him being fired or, or him resigning. Right. I can understand his apology. I, I, I can't understand when you are... I mean, and, and again, you, he, was, he was a commentator then, right? He wasn't... I don't believe that he was on a coaching staff. Uh, at the time of the emails? Right. No, I, I think he was. I think he was uh, the coach of the Bucks at the time. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and clearly I need to read more. I think I, I can't actually. That, that, that's okay. Yeah. I, I just, I just need to read more, but, but, but here's, here's the thing for me. And, and, and I think that, um, anyone that knows me will, will, will understand exactly what my stance is at, at no point. Uh, you know, I know that coaches say all kinds of things to motivate teams. I know that coaches say all kinds of things to motivate individuals I know that the coach's job sometimes is to see when uh, their athlete is sensitive or a little bit thick-skinned, so they have to figure out what it is that they got to do to make sure that they get the best results out of that athlete. But at no point whatsoever, at no point whatsoever, should a coach uh, say anything about a person's sexuality, gender, uh, looks, culture, at no point whatsoever, at no point, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I'm, you know, so, so the results of, of what is taking place in Las Vegas, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy with, with, with what has taken place. I clearly want to read more. I would like to see um, the emails themselves. I would like to get quotes of, of, because apparently there's lots of emails. There's lots now. It started right. with the it started with the one, right? And then uh, and then it's become like a cavalcade. I, the, you know the, the real the 
The other scary thing about this particular situation is that how it came about. So this was actually an inquiry into the Washington football team. Okay. This actually had nothing to do with the Raiders or Gruden. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, you know, and of course the NFL gets accused of lack of transparency constantly. Well, and this is well, just that, well, another... It, showed, it just showed, didn't it? Right. And this right. is another example. So uh, something happened, which they still haven't disclosed. Right. Something happened in Washington mm -hmm. that required a full audit. Right. Of all team communication. Was it when they were changing the name? No, no, no. This is... Uh, I think it might have started around that time, but it wasn't, it didn't have to do with, with that. Okay. It was a separate incident. Mm -hmm. um, the team itself is, was being audited mm -hmm. for some type of, um, I wouldn't say an irregularity. I would say they, they were being audited for some type of- They were being of, audited for something that is- that It's is, that very is not, negative, right, 100%. Right, right. And, and that's how these emails came to light because mm -hmm. they were going through everything with a fine-tooth comb right. and then found all these emails from John Gruden to, at the time, their head coach and I think also the owner. Right. And so they had the original, the first email and that kind of you know sparked a debate. But now they've gone through- the rest of the emails and they found everything in there, misogyny, homophobia, right. you know, the whole lot. So right. clearly John's personality is sort of in that wheelhouse where like, he's just kind of a disrespectful person. Right. Well, it, maybe, maybe, or, or I guess as, 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 as the old saying goes, he's probably going to call it like he sees it within his um, yeah, compass, without, I, without his compass. I guess, but right. I, I guess for the, for that, for the sake of this argument, I would expect like, listen, in a in a league where seventy percent of the players are African American mm -hmm. and ninety percent of the ownership is is Caucasian, ninety eight, ninety eight percent is is Caucasian, uh, and and there's a, there's a total misrepresentation at the management level. Um, you would think that if you had these type of um, opinions, mm -hmm. sort of ideology running around your brain, right. you would think that you'd be smart enough mm -hmm. not to put that in an email. Ever. Well, well, maybe. I mean, you know, you'd think that maybe you're smart enough not to put in an email, but I'm going to go a step further where I'm thinking that maybe uh, this is where um, own, what ownership should look a little different. There should be a little salt and pepper. Right. Uh, sure. In, in ownership. But, but even more important than that, um, some of the corporate, if you have, if you have a, an organization that 70% of the organization is of one culture. Right. We don't care what, I mean, it's African-American, so I'm definitely talking about African-American, but I'm saying that this could fall on the side of anything. It's like saying if you have an industry where it's 70% women, right? Right. Then what you want to have is decision makers, people on that email chain right. that are off that gender or culture so that there is, so if something happens... You know, right. you know, there, there's something that's discussed immediately and that's, and, and that's, that's, that, that's, well, and that, that's something that, that, that's not tolerated and dealt with immediately. And, and I, and I, so I think that, you know, not, the, the, the league being 70% African-American uh, and, and the fact that, that ownership, the ownership trucks, I think is 99%. It's, I mean, it's pretty intense. That, I, I believe the actual numbers are, uh, Three out of 32 head coaches are African-American. Right. General managers is two out of 32. Right. President of football operations is one out of 32. Okay, so it's 99.5%. And team owners are none. 99.8. Yeah. Right. So, so, right. so I'm saying to you that, that, you know, in seeing this, you have to understand that there are qualified people who, you know, could do more than their job. A hundred percent. Right. And, and, and so, 
these, the, this is a time. I mean, uh, it's, it's very interesting, and, and, and I'm very interested in this. Sure. I want to know who the Raiders are going to hire. This is going to be a big decision. Right? I would like to know who are they going to hire. And, and also, I'd like to see any time that there are um, jobs in the NFL, you know, who are the qualified people? Because I think that you and I have had this conversation several times. In certain ways, we have, yeah. Don't hire someone because of what they look like. Hire someone because they're smart. Right. But also... What they look like. Also, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Also, you got to say, okay, I can get this person to do an incredible job, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also someone who can give me so much more. And, and this, all this stuff comes to mind when, 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 when I think about my good friend Masai Juri here. Yeah. I mean, but you know, Mas- you know Masai I mean? is, a, is a, I mean, again, this is probably where the stigma comes from. But I, I for me, and I, I'm sure you're going to agree with me, Masai sort of transcends race for me. But that, but I'm saying to you, this is exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, his genius is just so that you can't even categorize. No, no, him. I'm saying yeah. to you that he, he correct. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying about about the one, the uh, the incredible ability to do his job and doing it better than any other person. He is by far the best GM right. in, or sorry, I guess now he's basketball operations. Right. right? But I'm saying, but it's, he's still. I mean, <laughs> the, the, he's everything. What, whatever. He's got right. a stake in the team now. They gave him a stake in the team. Of course he did. Why yeah. not? Why not? Well, we know why not. Well, exactly. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying to you that. Like he's one of the greatest sports executive out there. 100%. Right? I mean, but I'm saying to you, more than that, he has the ability to deal with and speak to players of any culture, of, 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 of any race, uh, to get the very best out of them. He also has the incredible ability to hire great coaches and great staff. Right. So I'm saying to you that the NFL should be looking at, I mean, obviously we're both biased when we're, when we're, when we're talking about the Toronto Raptors, cause we're both big raps fan, but uh, they have to look at and see qualified people who could do even more than the, than, than the great job that they're doing. I mean, I, when I, when I think of when I ran track, I didn't, right. you, you know, yes, I have to be black, but I, I mean, we didn't, I didn't, we didn't even notice you were black, bro. Thank you. We didn't care. We didn't care about who was in the race. No. And, and that's, and, and, and to me, when you trans, when you're in a sport or you're in, or you're in business, uh, or you're in management or ownership and you transcend that, it's very important for you to be recognized as that. And, and again, I look forward to see what, who they hire. I look forward to see, uh, when other 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 positions in 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 the NFL comes up who they hire also i mean the, the nba seems to be doing also a pretty good job of that right they get they they're certainly trying i'll give them that they're certainly well, yeah, trying they, no no but i'm saying that they they're way ahead because there's a lot of executives well there's there's female management now there's female coaches now which female, is well again you're talking about you're talking about someone with basketball brain and that's what it's about it is that about so right. let me this ask you this is a basketball brain let me ask you uh let me ask you an opinionated question then as someone who who has achieved at a high level in sport, and I'm talking about you, uh, and someone who is who is a, who, who is African descent by way of Jamaica, um, do you where do you sit on sort of like the knee jerk reaction here to just hire someone who's black? Like where 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 does your sort of where do you sit on the scale of things that? Because obviously, you know that their intention is, is going to be in that realm of right. like, Hey, we need to do damage control this. Mm-hmm. And you know, we need to, we need to bring a black coach in that, that will, that will subdue. But I, do, I don't think that they have to. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't believe that you need to set out to hire a black coach. First of all, 
you what you need to do is to have a coaching posting. Right. And you have the greatest coaches out there. That is what you do. Time to bring back Tony Dungy or what? Dude, again, you have a you have a guy, you have oh man, come on. <laughs> you know that, right? Tony's not only a great guy, yeah. but he's an incredible coach. Right. Right? Or he's an incredible coach and an incredible guy. What I'm saying to you that, I'm saying to you that I don't like I don't I am not someone who would probably um, uh, want to cater to a job posting that says we want a black person. For sure. And because that's never been me. That my, 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 you know, my opinions, my political stance, I'm not at all, I'm not at all for that. No, no, I'll give you that. Yeah, you, 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 on, you fight for the right brain. I, yeah, I, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. However, it, it, like I'm saying to you that, 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 like, again, we'll go back to the Raptors. I don't think Toronto was looking for the black, be, the best black GM. They just thought, oh my God, Messiah Jury is a phenomenal human being, smart as hell, uh, was, you know, you know, smart as hell, uh, was a scout, knows his basketball, yeah. like back to front, and also is an incredible business guy. So, so what they did was they hired the best person for the job. I mean, you don't think, I mean, like you said, you don't think of him you know, being, being, a, being black, you don't think of that. You think of it be, doing an incredible job, bringing a, a championships to the city, uh, you know, all of those things. And so what I'm saying, like back to what you're saying about Tony Dungy, I'm curious to see what they do. I want them to post the job and I want the, the top five, the top 10 coaches as however coaches are ranked right. to apply for the job. Don't sure. care who they are. I want, I want the best guy. I, w- I would like for them to consider a guy like Tony Dungy, because Tony Dungy, again, he does incredible work. Also, a guy who can balance some of these things that we know, uh, we hope, anyways, that, you know, if, if uh, just based upon what we see outwardly, that, that, that some of these, some of these uh, words or di- these disparaging um, uh, remarks uh, wouldn't be written by someone like Tony. Yeah, and, you know, okay, so... You know, I'll, I'll let's let's close it off with this this last discussion. I'll, I'll get this from you. Um, in speaking to, we've just spent a lot of time talking about personality mm-hmm. and characteristics, right? Uh, and that includes the integrity of the person, right? So, Keyshawn Johnson, who's who's become quite a, a I would say, decently respected uh, pundit now for the I NFL. Know Keyshawn. Yeah, he's a yeah. great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not very kind to John Gruden today. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you one quote. Uh, He's just always been a fraud to me from day one. Mm -hmm. He's always been a used car salesman. Mm -hmm. Took an already assembled football team and won a Super Bowl based on the work and merit of another man. Mm -hmm. He is speaking about Tony Dungy there. Right. So, you know, where do we sit on the transparency of the NFL now? Where do we sit on the hiring practices now? We've talked about maybe making it about the best person as always and not about race. But, you know, when you have a, an, a Hall of Famer uh, wide receiver who's played with the coach in question, right. uh, was on his Super Bowl team, so mm-hmm. doesn't really have a reason to disparage him. Uh-huh. Uh, he's coming out after the fact now. And I, and I, I will admit it's a, a bit of dancing on the grave, but that, mm-hmm. that, that tends to happen. Do, uh, you, do you, like, we've talked about this a bit about the NBA where it should be just, you know, no more tolerant. There's just no more gray area, just black and white. Right. Is there more coming for the NFL? Is this time to just literally change everything and turn it over? Well, they well one, uh, they they have to welcome the times. 
Right. And they have to welcome the times right now. You know, to Keyshawn's point, I think that what he's saying is that he doesn't like a hypocrite. And he's, right. he's on the inside. Neither you nor I are, are right. on the inside of 100%, that team. 100%, yeah. On, you know, and, and, and ultimately, uh, you can't pretend to be a leader on the field. You can't pretend to be a non-biased person. But then you're writing such emails that's being that's making you the complete opposite of how it is that you're you're portraying to the public. Because uh, you never heard John Gruden say anything uh, when he was a commentator. You've certainly never heard him say anything on a live mic. Right. Right. The entire world has judged John Gruden and what he has displayed to us outwardly and in public. And and and. Uh, you know, hey, listen, uh, you know, he, again, he apologized, uh, but there was never room for that. There was, no. nev- there was never, there was never, ever room for that. So if the decision at the end is that he either gets fired or he resigns because of the things that he said, well, there is no room for saying those things. So I think that was the right decision either taken by him or taken by Mark Davis. I'm going to go with Mark Davis on the, on this one. Uh, so that's two coaches in two weeks. We've spoken about both of them. Your move, NFL. Be better. That's another episode of Running Things with Donovan Bailey and me, your co-host, Simon Jane. As always, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. And we'd like to thank the wonderful people at Acast for uh, powering this baby. And we shall see you guys next week. See you next week. Running Thanks with Donovan Bailey.